0: This episode of Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We're doing another Iowa Heartlanders edition with David Fine. Welcome to the program, David. Hey, how you doing, Dave? Well, uh, uh, we're in a stretch of some home games. Uh, I got to come up see Dash's birthday. I really enjoyed the the, uh, the mascots and everything, and we're going to talk about that. But why don't you uh, go ahead and give us some uh, hockey report, maybe some transactions or something that happened, and a little preview of what's going to happen next week. Yeah, on
1: the transaction front, it's pretty light right now. Uh, for the team, I know obviously you know Derek and the coaches here always have their their notes to it if they feel like there's a way to make the team better, which is one of the things that you appreciate about a you know coaching staff that works really hard. Um, and, you know, they, the guys are trying. Like I think that's the thing that even though the team dropped all three games against Toledo at home this week, um, the scores maybe weren't as indicative. Like it's easy to look at a five-one score and say, oh, you know, team team, you know, get get, get us out of your head about about the team, but. I really felt like, particularly in the Sunday game, the team did a lot of things that against a, a more average team maybe would have, you know, Heartlanders would have won. Um, unfortunately, Iowa's just caught in the crosshairs right now where Kansas City was playing their best hockey of the year against Iowa back in late December. And then in January, Toledo, they're playing their best hockey and I always had to face first place Indy. It's not an excuse. It's just kind of you know you're you're meeting teams when they're hot, and it's hard when you're playing you know a defending Western Conference champion and that won the league last year, the Bratham Cup last year, that won you know, the regular season championship. And Toledo's just hitting its strides. So. Um, in terms of, you know, the, the support that the players felt from the fans, it was high. They really appreciated that, you know, the fans stayed at the end all three nights. Um, and this week now it's the time to go get, go get them against uh, the Fort Wayne Comets with three good promotional nights coming up for Iowa this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: Well, uh, let's talk about the Sunday. You know, uh, I have uh, uh, kind of have a pitch to come for the Sunday games if I can get there. I look for something that my grandson and his friends are going to like. Uh, uh, that's what works out really good for me. And uh, this was the one I saw that had the way by far the most attendance. I know Sundays and Wednesdays had not been great attendance uh, uh, getters, but uh looked like uh, uh, for a Sunday we were heading quite a bit in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I think that's due to the promotion, um, the mascots being there, Star Wars Day as well. And I, It was kind of funny because we were talking about it in a meeting and it's like, it actually kind of worked out that it just felt like natural that there were a bunch of mascots here from all over. Uh, Perky was here. Uh, Cy was here from the from Iowa State, so a nice little Iowa connection. Uh, crash from the Iowa Wild, the Heartlanders AHL affiliate, and then a, and a couple other um, you know mascots came out. But it kind of just like something about it. Radar from the Quad City Storm the hockey side but it kind of just felt like right that there was also like like the star wars mascots here and you know like movie quality star wars people that were here uh with the with the costumes um from some you know local group here that's very supportive of and a family star wars fan club i kind of liked it it was like you know i thought off the top of my head oh how is it going to be with like herky and dash and crash and then also you're like star wars like how's that going to be but it kind of was funny and it all worked out and um, we really, we really enjoyed the support we got on Sunday. Um, fans were great; they were into the game the entire time. A lot of kids so this upcoming Sunday's elementary school day, with um, you know, portion of the tickets going back to the Iowa City Central School District, which is great too—a um, great way to you know help support public schools here um, in uh, you know locally in, in, in the corridor. So we're really excited for that.
0: Well, uh, uh, I just saw the kids super happy, but what are these? I, I I was told something about these guys are something called cosplayers or like professional actors or something. But, man, I mean, I never seen so many Star Wars outfits. You had a stormtrooper guarding every uh, exit, it seemed like. Uh, Darth <laughs> Vader walking around uh, on top of the mascots, which I'm really impressed with the mascots. But we'll, first, let's oh, talk yeah. about how would you get these Star Wars actors in there?
1: Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll keep the state secrets a little bit tight, but there was a group, we you know, had our sales team kind of reach out to some groups, um, and uh, eventually we were able to connect with a group that, ha- that does that, you know, like they, they wanted to help, and they wanted to make the night big, and you know, just like how you said you enjoyed it, they wanted to put on a show, so um, that's, that's kind of the long and the short of it.
0: Well, my goal all night long was to get a picture with all the mascots in it, uh, and uh, I, I think I did it you know, via most of their backs was to me, but I I didn't see any other uh, pictures with all of them in it, you know, they all seemed very highly caffeinated, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they were, they were, they had the coffee in them going for sure, and they were high energy, and they, uh, they really, so it was, you know, again, really happy that we were able to, to pull off the night, or the day, I should say, and, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that this is what we talked about at the beginning of the year, Dave, when you talk about like having a full off season to build out a plan. You know, and, you know, community-wise, ticket-wise, you're kind of you know, building a thing the right way. So I think we are all really pleased with how Sunday went.
0: Well, uh, every time I've taken my grandson and, and any of his friends that have tagged along, uh, it always seemed like every single time that we were there dash would make an appearance in the stand and come high five, the kids and take a picture and, uh, do that. But it's a big stadium and he's, and he's only one guy, but that night there was, I think six of them, wasn't there? There was a what now? Like six mascots there.
1: Well, yeah, for that, that's what I was saying too, is, you know, we have the star Wars, um, uh, people there as well, but also, um, you know, given that there were so many mascots. like It's really fun and family, you know, friendly and entertaining for the kids to be able to, hey, you're not just getting your picture taken with Dash, but if you haven't made it out to an Iowa Wild game, you can kind of see different personalities of all the different mascots, right? Because Herky's personality is different than Dash and Dash is different than Cy uh, from, you know, the from Iowa State and Cy is different from Crash from the Iowa Wild. So that that's what I was saying, too, that was unique is that they were all walking around and Hey, you may have you know not been able to meet all of them, but because there were so many of them there, it was neat to be able to kind of see how they all interacted with each other. And I got to say too that the number like this was my—I feel like I've forgotten to say this—the the best surprise was that we had Chris P. Chicken from the Wilmer Stingers baseball team drove six hours from Wilmer, Minnesota. Um, to, to be there, and we have you know, a couple people in our front office that um, know people that work at the Wilmer Stingers and the Northwoods League in baseball, and Chris P. Chicken put on a show for the fans. He was my he was my uh, personal favorite from Sunday. Um, he got in the musical chairs final against Dash, and uh, Chris P. Chicken put on a show, man. He was, the, he was the underdog coming into musical chairs, and he made it all the way to the finals uh, before losing to Dash, so we had a fun time.
0: Well, you said it might be hard to to meet them all. I think it'd be impossible not to meet them all Uh, (laughs) as they were working the crowd. You know what I mean? You had six different, very different, but tremendous performers. You know what I mean? I I mean, you know, Tom Hanks ain't got anything on these guys or Tom Cruise or, or John Travolta. These guys are really great and they're really great with kids, but it was almost like they were all determined to meet every single person there. I mean, several times. I mean, uh that crash, he is a he just comes around everybody puts his arm around you. You know, I was talking to him about the podcast and and uh uh having uh, uh, been up there uh, on the program and he was all excited about it and uh uh dash come over uh while we were doing the interviews about uh Mark Corver and and wishing him to get well and stuff. Uh I, I had a great time. And I thought it was a great time, and, and the kids all had a great time. And like, let's talk about that musical chairs, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, all the, the, the actors that didn't get the chair, they would fall. They'd do these, like, professional prop falls and slide across the ice, and, and uh, that was cool. Uh, but what I noticed was there's a bunch of real small kids, you know, and they had their face pressed up against the glass, and they were cheering for Dash, and they wanted Dash to win that musical chair so much. You know, and then when he did, they were just so elated. You know, I mean, just something little like that—it means so much to those kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one of my favorite things about you know the way that like because Dash is is uh, is one of the better I'm just saying you know like from a mascot like design like the brand of our team is awesome. Like Dash has fun when he is at. Is is at our arena. like the, the purpose of Dash is make sure the kids are involved, families are involved you know I go on and on um, but you know Dash is Dash is a really unique mascot for a lot of reasons and one of the reasons I really appreciate what Dash brings to the table is because he's always keeping the kids super involved and I really uh, enjoy that he is so much a part of um, he's so much a part of of our game presentation. So, I, I, you know, Dash is awesome, and you know, we all love Dash, and, hey, I think it was a good, it was a great thing to be able to celebrate his birthday, and eventually he won musical
0: chairs. Well, we were talking a little bit about uh, mascot stories, and you said uh, you had one, uh, was it the Philly Fanatic, or? Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell the story. It was Gritty, who's the mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers, and it must have been December of 2019, so about a year after I think it was a year after gritty became a thing because uh, he's really popular and he has does a lot of skits on social media and he's just a fan favorite for Philadelphia Flyers fans but you know I was working in, in Eastern southeastern Pennsylvania Eastern Pennsylvania and so you know Philadelphia is an hour and Ten minutes away with some traffic. Hour twenty, hour thirty with more traffic. It's a close drive, and we were able because we were affiliated, uh, running with the Flyers. Gritty um, came out. And we did like a meet and greet package, and um, it just it goes to show like the mascots how much people like love mascots. So we, ha- I, I had one of my interns um, down. It was like for the meet and greet, and like you know get some pictures and videos of Gritty and then our mascot and Redding um, taking photos with the kids um, and like families that had bought the meet and greet package and it was also teddy bear toss night and so I don't know how exactly it happened but Gritty threw a teddy bear while my intern was recording like at the camera directly at the camera and it was like a five second video and we posted it to social media with like you know whatever caption and it ended up being seen by like 3 million people on Twitter. Like it got retweeted by the NHL and it was on like NHL network and ESPN like liked the tweet. It was crazy. And it was all just from like a silly five second video of a mascot throwing a teddy bear at a camera. And it, uh, it was just like one of those things that it just like made us laugh. Everyone laughed. And I didn't even realize it. But after the game, our captain had captain to travel to Brampton after the game. Uh, to play a Sunday afternoon game in Brampton, Ontario, we won five four the first game. I think we won three to two the second game in Brampton. And we're on the bus, and our captain—it's like eleven thirty at night. It's late, and our captain came up to me. He's like, "Hey, that video's hysterical!" And like all the players were watching it and laughing, and they just thought it was like the funniest thing in the world to see an intern recording get pelted with a teddy bear. It wasn't like painful or anything. It was just a teddy bear. And I guess that's kind of like the funniest like. You know, people just love mascots and relate to mascot story that I have. That, like, anything could kind of just take off and be random. And that's my story with it. So, the musical chairs hopefully will get the uh, same kind
0: of effect. Well, I've been uh, going to uh, minor league games uh, since, like, 1970, you know. And I'm always watching for the promotions, you know, to go to. Because I think that kind of makes it more fun for my family and stuff. Uh, And I got to see, uh, I, I, I think his name was Max the Baseball Clown who was uh, a, he's actually in the movie Bull Durham uh, uh, talking in a a bar to, uh, uh, to uh, like blanking on his name. But anyway, uh, um, and then I saw the San Diego chicken, who was like the greatest entertainer in the history of the world. I mean, just, I mean, in the place, it was both of these times I saw that was in Burlington, Iowa. Uh, at a burlington bees game but i'm telling you that was the most packed i ever seen that thousands of people came to see him and you know he would coach first base during one of the the games and and uh, he would hold up great big posters and uh he'd get he'd get in it with the umpires and then uh, there'd be a, a, a Donnie brook from the, the the benches would clear and i mean this guy was and he would just walk through the crowd and if you were a little kid and he shook your hand you, you felt like a million bucks you know
1: <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so, I, love the, I love stories like
0: that so I, I just like to say these mascots you know uh and the one that that came uh other than crispy chicken who i was most of the people i was talking to was pretty sure that was the arch rival of peter griffin from uh, the family <laughs> that's actually pretty funny i like that but uh um Uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, everybody was, was really happy with, with what happened and and the performances. And not only that, but with the, with the star Wars, it was almost like being in a movie or, or maybe being on Fremont street there in in Las Vegas or something. It was just a great experience. And I'm glad you guys put that all together. And I'm glad that the, the families uh, that did get to go really got to enjoy it. And, uh, let's talk about, uh, the promotions that are
1: ahead—that maybe there is—but I think you got a Marvels night coming, uh, don't you? Yeah, So starting, uh, I'll just go one, two, three here. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday—all against the Fort Wayne Comets. That they're only here, uh, like they well, their last time to see Fort Wayne because they were here for just one game, like a Sunday randomly at the start of the year. But Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they are here. So Friday at 7:05 against Fort Wayne is a game presented by Paul Park Real Estate. And it's a, like another Rose Jersey Friday. So wearing the Rose alternate jerseys. If you, I know they're so popular. And, you know They've sold so well. So get a chance to see those again in person this Friday. And on Saturday is the night you're talking about. That's DC Comics Night and also Fight with Flash Night. And so the Heartlanders are wearing specialty uh, DC Comics Flash jerseys like the Flash. Um, and you should see some pictures on social media the next few days. And then also there's a post-game meet-greet available because you can um, you know, bid on the uh, jerseys in the arena and silent auction. And then a portion of the proceeds will benefit the Fight with Flash organization, which um, I, I encourage people to read about, too. It's honoring the life and, I guess, the spirit, you could say, life and spirit of Austin Flash Schroeder, uh, which is, a, you know, it, it's an important night, and I, I encourage people to read about what the Fight with Flash or, uh, Foundation does. does a lot of good in this area um, for, for people that, you know, have gone through similar situations as Austin did in his life. And then the uh, second, sa- the third thing is that we encourage people if you're you know, a Marvel fan, wear your DC comics apparel and your Marvel apparel um, for a chance to win in-game activations and prizes as well. But anyway, Saturday at seven Oh five versus Fort Wayne is DC comics night, special flash jerseys. And then the uh, portion of the Jersey proceeds benefit the fight with flash foundation um, as well. So it's a night for a good cause. And then on Sunday is also a day for a good cause and a fun one. So against Fort Wayne, early 205, Sunday puck drops. Great. Come to the game. Game's over by 430. You can be home and, you know, have supper nice and early on Sunday before the uh, the scaries kick in. Um, so that elementary school day. And the Heartlanders are welcoming all students and teachers and administrative staff and just anyone that will help give back to the local school districts. Um, you know, the teachers, students have been provided with links Uh, as well that, you know, if their school's uh, involved and Midwest One Bank's helping to put it on to help donate um, to the local school districts as well that are taking part in this game. And then it's also a post-game skate, a final post-game skate of the regular season. Um, I know it's January, but just we don't have many Sunday games left. We've had a lot of them so far. So final post-game skate presented by the Family Dental Center. So bring your own skates to the arena and leave them, you you leave them in your car and then right after the game walk back go grab go grab bring your ticket back with you i mean the parking's pretty convenient there anyway so especially for a sunday game so um bring your own skates and then show your ticket for re-entrance to the arena you can come right down to the ice and skate with the players the players love doing it i know they'll be tired after the third game in three nights but the good thing about the sunday games is that it's nice and early players are ready to just go on the ice hang out with the fans for 30 40 minutes and then um you know they'll be able to uh uh, hang out with the fans and um, you know meet meet the fans as well. So for those that have never taken part in a post game skate, um, bring your own skates and then uh, you can show your ticket for re entrance to the arena um, once you go get your skates after the game's over. And that only takes you know it takes two three minutes to walk to your car and two or three minutes back. So nice and easy. That's what's going on this weekend.
0: Well, it sounds like a, another really fun weekend of all this exciting action. Uh, uh, a great way to enjoy this extreme arena. That's uh, right there uh, in the in our backyard that's uh, uh, getting a lot of use, using it for a lot of other uh, – I saw you had some high school basketball games in there and uh, maybe some – The rodeo awesome was
1: here. The rodeo was a
0: big success. It was awesome. I saw a video of uh, them setting it up in just like one week. It was a rodeo. It was a basketball game. It was a hockey game. You know, it was a, a, a whole bunch of stuff like that. But you heard put, heard put heard together maintenance
1: crew in uh, Coralville, Iowa right now. making sure the arena can do can do all this
0: well you put together a uh promotion for the iowa heartlanders a westerns theme uh promotion and i must have watched it six times because i absolutely love westerns and i love the the parallels i was trying to do that for one of the basketball teams uh but you beat me to it uh but i might steal some of your ideas but uh how did you put that together what was your thoughts and and why does this footage uh, uh, go along so well with all these little Western cuts that you put into it?
1: I don't know. It's uh, I could tell you the story of uh, it's by the Northwoods Film Company, um, helped create the create the intro video, and they're awesome. And they've done a lot of. I'm watching the video on silent right now in the background. They've done a lot of really unique things for us and promotes videos. And so what what you're what Dave was talking about for those that don't know, if you're at a game the intro video that plays it was made by the Northwoods film company and which is local here in Iowa city. Um, and we, you know, before the season kind of did like a media day with some of our players and, um, the Northwoods people. And they kind of, you know, they, they get the footage and they kind of have a concept, but I don't know if they really know exactly what they're going to do. Maybe they do. I, I might be reminded differently, but, um, you know, I feel like they kind of get the footage and kind of see what fits and. um, my favorite part of the the video is that Yuki does the finger gun thing. Um, I don't even know where they did that at. I think it's like in a park or something like that nearby, maybe right here in the Iowa River Landing somewhere. But Yuki kind of does the finger guns, and then later in the video he says "Run with me" or "Run with us" in um, in Japanese, and, and the English pops up, uh, the subtitles pop up, and I think that like that hysterical. Like the first time I saw that, like you know, I are watching before. Um, you know, it even became finalized. The first time I saw that, first of all, the entire video is fantastic. You can find it on the Heartlanders Twitter; it's pinned right to the top of the Twitter page, or come to a game and you can see it live, and it's awesome live too. But um, the, the the video is just a brilliant video, and it's so unique because you know a lot of teams just kind of have like the classic rock music, which I love. I love classic rock music, but a lot of teams kind of like you know classic rock or like punk music, and it's like player scoring goals and like a fight or a hit, but this one's so unique because it incorporates um, a little bit of the Iowa River landing. There's fans in the video and then they intersperse like clips from Western. And then I think they have like, I don't even know if I like Miles Davis or something like that. (laughs) They have like stuff like that in there too. It's it's awesome. It's an awesome video. It's probably, I mean, I haven't seen a better one in the league this year and I'm not saying that as a homer. Like, we go to Cincinnati and they show videos of ponies and skyline chili for three minutes. So I'm, I'm happy with the, uh, with the intro video this year. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's, it was, I, I didn't even notice it there. I just noticed it on the Twitter, uh, and just really thought how well that was put together And that, that part with Yuki, that kind of reminds me of those old spaghetti Westerns that they used to shoot over in Italy. And sometimes those that have subtitles and, uh, no, there's every, there's all these little subtle cues and, and real classic movie parts. And, uh, even a picture of Mark Korver, if uh, you see it real subtly, somewhere in that clip. Yeah. But uh, um, let's uh, let's switch over and talk about Mark for uh, just a minute. Uh, I uh, had an opportunity to talk to a lot of season ticket holders, and they were wishing Mark well. He had a little uh, issue with some high blood pressure; has to kind of uh, take it easy. Do you have any message for Mark about uh, getting well, or, or what he means to the Heartlanders?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll talk about what he means to the Heartlanders. Um, I, I, I want to say that I, you know, on behalf of our front office here and the coaches, um, you know, sh- I shot a note over to Mark on Friday, and I'll keep kind of what, what I said private, unless Mark wants to share it, because, you know, I just wanted to, it was basically just expressing gratitude for all he does for us um, and, you know, the coaches and stuff, but I'll, I'll leave that. But, you know, what the the coaches, the, I'll talk about what it means to the coaches and the players. And Mark, um, you know, the, the players and the coaches, help feed off his energy and like they know where mark is at home games and they know that he's at the games when this year when we were in kansas city he came for i think a couple trips there one trip or a couple games and so mark means so much to us um you know he was as hell tell himself was not really a hockey fan before this team came here and now he might be our biggest fan and um, mark means that you know a tremendous amount to to what we do here and um, I know you know he's one of the most recognizable fans in the in the ECHL um, and definitely you know I think last year he should have won the fan of the year but um, you know it's a popularity contest and uh, you know though I can't I can't uh, you know knock 80,000 followers of one team for all voting for their fan over you know someone here in in Iowa that's done so much. but in my opinion Mark's the fan fan of the year last year for our inaugural season his story is is amazing so um, you know Mark, Mark and I have have talked about, this you know when we did the feature story on in the summer and you know the text this past week but mark uh, mark means a lot to us here and, and he knows that and um i'm glad you asked i'm glad you asked me because it's a good reiteration that you know we're a big family here and um as soon as we you, you met you know, dave you're the one that kind of told me that, that what was going on i wouldn't have known um and i was really happy that you did because um i know he was watching the games this weekend and uh you know to give him a few shout outs here and there so Oh, you yeah.
0: did that's nice that's really nice uh well, uh, Mark, uh, you know, Mark's part of our family, you know, so if, uh, he's got health issues or, or he's down, uh, uh, we're all thinking of him. And I think, uh, he sent me a message that just, you know, like he just couldn't believe, uh, you know, how people, all the nice things people said about him and everything, you know, because in life, we don't always hear all those nice things, do we?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Well, I mean, the, what is it? It's the... It's a Wonderful Life, and I know Mark, Mark, Mark is dead. Mark's very much, you know, on the bed and stuff. But, uh, you know, the, the movie It's a Wonderful Life is my favorite movie around the holidays, and there's a reason why, because it, it, it really hits home, the, you know, the impact that you make on, on um, you know, people's lives. You don't even realize it sometimes. So I think that's well, well seen on your end, Dave.
0: Yeah, well, uh, is there uh, anything that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about today? I got one last thing, and then
1: we'll, we'll we'll do it here. We'll sign off real quick, which is that um, you know playing Fort Wayne this week is is a pretty good opportunity for both teams. First of all, Fort Wayne's had a few roster moves, just like the Heartlanders, one of which just became official. That the team brought in 25-year-old forward Ted McGean from the U Sports level, that just went down the wire. I saw in transactions here a minute ago. Um, so you know another new face during the Heartlanders, trying to make a scoring and you know defensive impact, two-way impact. Uh, But the games against Fort Wayne are are really, have been really unique. Um, And I was looking back at some of the scores and penalty minutes and the fights. People remember that last year against Fort Wayne um, because those games had so many of all of those. But I really do feel like this opportunity, you know, you play a team that's right in front of you in the division. Yeah, your, your game's back. But if you can have a good weekend here and, you know, continue to trend and, Hopefully, you know, turn it around and start trending in the right direction. You know, it really can only, I'm just going to emphasize this because I've been around the game that long, but I've been around the game enough to know that you have a good weekend or you play really well on a weekend and it can turn your season around. And I think that's a really unique challenge for the Heartlanders this weekend because they played a lot of really entertaining games against Fort Wayne. And I think this weekend, is a chance to to reignite that that spark that we saw um, in games against the Comets last year. It was a fun even season series last year. Iowa won five of them. Fort Wayne won four of them. Um, it was kind of like one of those games where anything could happen each night, each of the nine nights last year, and then earlier this year, the Heartlanders won seven to two against Fort Wayne for their first win of the season. So I think that this is a really nice challenge for a team that heck they need they need they need a win to start you know turning around. Friday night win could, could, could lead you the rest of the way this month. And then, you know, you can kind of see where it lies after. So Fort Wayne's going to come in here. They'll be prepared. They're a well-coached team. That's always really good. But, um, hopefully I, hopefully bring playing the Comets brings the best out of both teams, the Heartlanders and the Comets for some entertaining fun hockey this weekend.
0: Well, uh, the Heartlander fans are about the best people. Uh, God, they love the team and the kids love the team. And there's so much, uh, rallying. And, uh, uh, it definitely looks like uh the the crowds are bigger than they were last year uh, for a lot of it. How, how much season is left? What's up? How much longer does the season go? We got half the season left, thirty-six games. Well, there's still thirty six games left. We got another half. Well, well that's, uh, uh, I didn't even realize. I thought we were uh, was it in about April or Yeah, near April.
1: It's uh, April sixteenth last game. 15th?
0: April 15th. Saturday, yeah. April 15th. Well, we are uh, uh, halfway through, folks, and uh, a lot more action, but at least we've got some home games this month. That's a, a, a great chance for us to get out and have a good time and and uh, see each other. Well, thanks for being with us, David. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. This episode of Round Guy Radio has been brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, Call Fred, your huskvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant.